Blog Talk Radio. Um, 
there's a lot of things that you can deduce from that. One is he really didn't want to play for them. So he figured, let me jack the price up to some exorbitant number that I know they can't reach. So if they can reach it, then, hey, it's worth me lowering myself to play for this inferior league because I'm going to make $20 million. And if they can't do it, then I'm right where I'm at. Um, so that would be my de- my deduction, but that's just me talking. By the way, if you have to be, I know it's impromptu, so the likelihood of live listeners, you may have a handful of people that, you know, float from show to show on Blog Talk Radio or get notified that the show is on. That might be listening if you are. Thank you very much. You can actually call me if you like, 347-838-9525. But I know the bulk of you will be listening on a podcast, and we love that too. Um, so, you know, I don't think it's a big deal. You know, I, uh, K-Star, my co-host, said that, you know, um, it was ridiculous and he's scamming people. And then he said, you know, he's got this big deal with Nike. I'm sure he's doing okay. I'm like, why are you in a man's pockets? This was on Twitter today. You can go read the exchange. Why are you in a man's pockets? You don't know. You don't, you know, people assume because someone's making eight figures that their life must be great and they must, you know, be above board and, you know, Doing extremely well, and I think that's 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 not a bad assumption, but there's a lot of cases out there of lottery winners that went bankrupt. There's a lot of cases out there of professional athletes that made a lot of money, professional you know music musicians and actors and actresses, and not and, you know made a lot of money in their careers, and you know right now um, bankrupt. Who did I see? It was someone. And I, man, I can't I can't remember who it was. It was someone that you would be surprised at, and they were they were um, working at I think they were working at Walmart. I think they were working at Walmart if I if I remember correctly. Um, let me just Google it real quick. Star working. Oh, was it Trader Joe's? Maybe it was Trader Joe's. Oh yeah, yeah, it was Trader Joe's, and it's um, what's his name? Um, uh, um, his name is Jeffrey Owens in real life. Um, what the hell is his name on the show? I can, I can, I can see he's um, Elvin. Elvin on the show on uh, the Cosby Show, and apparently somebody caught him at Trader Joe's, and you know, and I'm like, how long ago was the Cosby Show? Was he a main star? And how many? Like people just assume way too much. You assume way too much. We don't know Kaepernick's situation, um, and, and and you know what? Even if we did, it wouldn't matter. He's grown. He's grown ass man. If he wants to require request twenty million dollars, then that's his business. You know, just like Des Bryant, right? He didn't. He didn't take smaller contracts, and everybody criticized him. And I, you know, I might have to a little bit. Um, I was just mad that he left Dallas. I really liked him in the Cowboys, but you know. And then next thing you know, he gets he gets a deal to go play for the Saints, who were a, a bad call away from going to the Super Bowl. Um, and and I just wonder if he would have gotten a ring if the Saints win and won. Like, would he have gotten a ring because he was on their roster just for this year? But Sean Payton said, hey, heal up, come back, we'll do this again next year. So we'll see. The point is, everybody just wants to, you know, even analysts want to assume things. Kaepernick wants to, pay, you know, wants to play for $20 million. Um, That's his going price, and that's his price. That's how I feel about it. But I will say that when I heard that there was a settlement, um, it raised my eyebrow a bit. And 
could that have been? Maybe he knew this was coming. And he's like, yeah, you know, I got a nice piece of change coming over here, so I really don't need to go play football. So, and from what I read, the assumption is it's a good amount of money. Um, so maybe that's part of it, too. But what does Colin Kaepernick getting and Eric Reed, but we're going we're gonna to focus on Cap because he's the, the main person here. This is really his issue. Uh, he's the one that started kneeling, and he's the one that still is, you know, unemployed. Eric Reed, I believe, is with Carolina and just signed a three-year extension. Um, what does the settlement say? And I think I think it could say a few things. One, um, you know, the NFL believes they did nothing wrong and didn't want this to linger on in court for years. One, for the publicity. Two, for the cost. And a, a lot of large entities, whether it's an individual who's wealthy or a business, will evaluate the risk of settling versus litigating. Uh, our president had said he never settles back when he was running for president, and then we later find out that that's not true. He says, I don't settle because once you settle once, everybody comes and wants to take you to court, and they want to get a payday because they figure you'll just settle. So he doesn't settle. But then we found out, like most everything, he says that that was a lie. But so could it have been an NFL settlement? for publicity purposes, like we need to kill this story. If we settle and then he signs this document, it's over. Um, you know, unless, of course, he <laughs> gets on an NFL team. It could have been that the NFL knew that they mishandled this whole thing. Um, like they've done other high-profile high events and figured, you know, we could go to court and we'll have to pay the, the court fees, and ultimately still pay him this amount or more. So business decision will just settle. Um, so we don't know if the NFL felt that they were wrong and they wanted to settle to just get it over with or if they felt they were right and still wanted to settle because it's a business decision of, you know, pay them the money and we can get it over with. So we don't know on the NFL side. Now let's look at Kaepernick side now, you know, um, he's been out of work since that season ended that he started to kneel. Um, there were a series of things that happened after that. He, he, um, you know, I guess Miami was looking at him and he flew down to Miami and then I guess he had a Fidel Castro shirt and a, you know, police pig kind of socks on. And the word is that, you know, Miami just didn't even bother because they're like, you know, this is a circus. And there's a picture of him with those items. Um, but Miami never commented on if that impacted their decision to just not even proceed with the workout. And I'm trying to remember if Seattle, I think Seattle batted it around. But for the most part, he hasn't really been given a serious look. See, Redskins, four quarterbacks, um, you know, Nathan Peterman on the Bills, you know, played about half of the game, was – arguably the worst quarterback to play any snaps last season. Um, you know, there, there are quarterbacks out there that I think right now Kaepernick would be better than, but um, 
needless to say, he has not um, garnered any. As a matter of fact, he, he gave up money to go out on the market because he had one more year left on his deal, and I guess he um, voided his contract there. I'd have to look it up, guys, so I'm sorry if I'm not prepared to talk about that. But I can tell you, he, he, he at the end of that season where all this started, he um, moved on and, you know, two years, three years, however long it's been later, he's still unemployed. So the likelihood at this point of a team giving him a shot, I mean, I guess this is probably it. This off season would probably be it. Free agency starts next month. Um, so I guess there is a chance. And maybe the fact that this is settled today and free agency starts some point in let me let me ask Alexa if she knows um when the NFL free agency starts. Alexa, when does NFL free agency begin? The NFL free agency begins on March eleventh, twenty nineteen. We land on July twenty second, twenty nineteen. Look at that. I don't I don't need Dr. Train or J B or K Star. I've got my co host. <laughs> uh so March eleventh. So, you know, less than a month away, it'll be free agency time. And um, although he can be signed at any time because he's, he's unrestricted, he, you know, they can go after him anytime. But it'll be interesting to see if moves happen and, and a team decides to take a risk a month after this settlement. Um, so, you know, on a Kaepernick side, could he also be motivated to get this solved to try to keep whatever chance he might have to get into the NFL? Um, keep it alive? Um, could he be financially strapped, even though he did get this big Nike deal? Um, you know, could he be? I, I don't know. I, I tend to think that's not the case. Um, or could he just have said, look, um, you know, I, I think I've done what I needed to done. There's, there's, needed to do. There's a movie called Gandhi. Ben Kingsley played Gandhi. It's an older movie. I want to say it came out in the 80s. Um, let me ask Alexa. Alexa, when did the movie Gandhi release? Alexa's not listening to me. Alexa, when did the movie Gandhi release? The film Gandhi was released about 35 years ago on February 26, 1983. Damn, I'm good. So I, did, I think I said 84. I was thinking 84. So 83. I probably saw it in 84. Um, great, great movie, by the way. Even 35 years later, I just, in fact, I may try to find it and watch it again. But there's a scene in the movie where Gandhi went on hunger strike, and no matter what they did, Gandhi wouldn't eat or drink anything. And then finally, um, you know, they met his terms, and then he asked his whoever, his person, if he could have a little bit of water and a piece of bread, which was the sign that, okay, Gandhi's he's coming. You know, he had a big following. He came off the hunger strike. And I bring that up, not comparing Cap to Gandhi or Ali or any of these other people that people are comparing him to. But maybe he realizes I've done all I can do on this topic this way at this time. There is nothing left. People are still two, three years later talking about it. Um, it is still a daily conversation on a lot of talk radio shows, including mine, the Madden Boy, 347-838-9525. Um, you know, Maybe he just felt like, you know, I've done everything I can do here. There's nothing left for me to do. Um, you know, 
I have I have to continue this fight in another way. But you know, to continue it with the NFL, um, you know, for what at this point? Maybe he even has finally agreed that um, you know, if he were to return, that he will no longer kneel. Maybe there's somewhere that they discussed it, and and maybe he said, look, I I don't see a reason. You got to realize they Kaepernick plays for anybody, whether it's the NFL, the AAFL, or the AAF, the XFL, um, your, your cousin's flag football league, um, the EAFL, you know, it's going to be huge news. Huge! And any team that signs him, and I got into it with a Madden brother, um, not, we didn't get into it, we just disagreed. He said that the reason Kaepernick isn't playing is because of talent, not the issue. Uh, no. He's not playing because of the issue. And, you know, he's saying his talent doesn't justify the distraction. Well, Kaepernick didn't create the distraction. The media, along with President uh, Trump, created, damn, I never really call him that, created the distraction. And, And Kaepernick is kind of a victim of that when all he wanted to do was peacefully protest. But maybe he's finally said, you know, I'm going to continue this fight, but it won't be this way. I've gone as far as I can go with this. There's, everybody knows the issue. Everybody knows why I kneeled, knelt. Um, I, have, I have the messages out there. This is not a daily conversation. Um, I'm good. I'm going to continue this fight, but I'm going to move it to another arena, whatever that might be. So that could be why. I, I don't know. Uh, I suspect you may never know. But do not be surprised if Kaepernick is able to join a team that he doesn't kneel. And I guess that's where I'm on the fence about the whole thing. Like, um, I guess part of me feels like, yeah, get it. Um, you know, you're 30 years old now. You, you, you might have one good run left in you with a team, hopefully a contender. And you've, you've taken this, you've fallen on the sword and you've lost literally millions and millions of dollars because of this issue. And I I guess part of me is like, well, that was your choice. So I'm not going to congratulate you or feel sorry for you. But part of me is like, how much much should one guy have to lose? And does it dilute the message that he gets a settlement? I I don't know. Um, I'd like to think it doesn't, but in this country it probably will. I will probably uh, either, either over the weekend or certainly Monday or Tuesday, Monday being a holiday, don't know, but when when these shows are back up and running, um, I'm going to be interested to see do people say that this tainted his legacy or do people say, we get it, you did what you could at this time. Um, I, I don't know. I can see both sides of that discussion. It's going to be very interesting, but um, he has settled and he got a nice piece of change. And um, I hope that you know him and his family are secure. I hope they were already secure and I hope they're even more secure now. But it is, you know, as the cap turns, it is very interesting to to kind of follow things. Um, and, you know, just quickly, Tim Tebow was approached to go play there. Um, yeah, I mean, I think he did the right thing. Um, you know, seems like a nice enough guy, but, you know, come on. You know, he's not, he's not a very good quarterback. Uh, you want to put him at a tight end or a receiver or an H-back or something, but you want him to be a starting quarterback, he just wasn't very good. Now in the NFL, I'd say there's probably still half a dozen that he might be as good at. T-ball now I'm talking about. Um, But, you know, 
uh, I, I guess they, you know, they need to, they need, they need rosters in this new league. They got eight teams. They need rosters. And you know, quickly, my thoughts on the AAF. I did watch about a half of the game. Saw highlights of some other games. Uh, somebody described it as the backups from NFL playing each other, and that's the best. That's about the best description that I could um, agree with. Like that's really it. Um, it's not college football as I feared it would be. They are more refined than what you see in college. So there is that. 81% of the AAF's um, roster, the entire league, those members, 81% of them have had a signed contract with the NFL. So if you like, you know, fourth quarter blowouts, backups versus backups football, this is what you got. You know, um, there's some names that you'll be familiar with. Most of them you won't. But this really is about the backups in the NFL playing the backups in the NFL. It is an inferior product, although it has some very interesting nuances. And I don't have them in front of me, so I'm going off of memory. But 30-second um, play clock, no um, kickoff, and no extra point. So you have to go for two every time. Um, the ball is spotted at the 20 or the 25, I think the 20-yard line. After every score, you have to go for two. I said that. Um, no blitzing. You can only send five. And there's, a, there's, a, there's some detail to that as to where they have to be lined up. But no blitzing from the secondary at all, and you can only send up to five at one time. And there is a review of, I want to say it's just past interferences in the last five minutes of the game can be reviewed by the eye in the sky. And apparently that eye in the sky has some pretty cool technology that can get them like in real time to like really look at it and make a decision very quickly. That could be something the NFL takes a peek at. Um, I think that was it as far as, as far as new rules. I'm looking, I thought I wrote some of this down, but I, I didn't No. No, I got I got nothing over here. Um, so I think that's it. Um, and you know, like I said, if you like backups, playing backups, then enjoy. I don't. When I watch football, I want to see the best play the best. And this is not the best playing the best. This is your bench, your bench playing their bench. So will it succeed? I don't know. Apparently, they're trying to be a developmental league for the NFL, and trying to be a second chance league. I think that's about all they have if they want to succeed. I think that's about it. Have a place that um, players can go, players that have been injured and they couldn't make a full comeback and they were released, well, they can go there. It's not 100% NFL, but it's the most likely NFL they will find where they can actually go play themselves back into shape and, oh, yeah, maybe have a scholar to check them out with the possibility of going back to the NFL. Um, that I like. That I actually like. I like that idea. But if it's about brand and entertainment and if it's about all of that stuff, um, then I, I don't like that because I don't want a diluted, diluted product. I don't want a product. You know, the NFL is the NFL. And, um, oh, oh, on that note, um, 
there were some pretty good hits in this game. Like, hits I hadn't seen in NFL in a while. And, and I'm not sure how the rules differ to allow these hits, but it was some good sticking going on. But that said, I want that in the NFL. I don't want to watch, you know, the D-League in the NBA. And I knew someone that actually played for the D-League, and I went to a couple of his games back in the day. And, and, and it, was, it was good competitive basketball, but it wasn't the NBA. This isn't the NFL. It will never be the NFL. And if there, and Bill Polian is one of the co-founders who had a long history with the Colts executive of the year. I believe he's in the Hall of Fame. So now he goes over and wants to build this thing up. Hey, good for him. And if you're going to build it up to be a competitor or think one day that's going to replace the NFL that's about to celebrate 100 years, yeah, good luck. It's not going to happen. If you want to work with the NFL, um, I see a couple of their games are on NFL Network. Leads me to believe there might be some sort of business arrangement here. Um, okay, maybe there's some possibility. But just remember, it's backups versus backups. And I don't care what the name says on the jersey. I don't care if it is a guy that played in the NFL and, you know, has a Super Bowl ring and three Pro Bowls and he's 32 and he's a running back and he's over there. No, no, stop it. It is backups playing backups. That's what the AAF is. And I'll catch another game and see, you know, it's brand new. One of the reasons they have the no blitz rule or you can only blitz five is they realize that installing offenses and defenses, they just didn't have time. So it wouldn't be fair to put the players out there and have these type of exotic blitzes that could come and teams didn't get a chance. On either side, we didn't get a chance to blitz you the right way, and we didn't get a chance on how we're going to defend it. So that's probably why. So in the future, I think it'll be more open where that will be a non-issue. But what do I know? Um, so, uh, hold on, guys. Yeah, yeah, I'm getting a little parched over here. I'm getting a little, a little agua here. Let's see. Oh, man. I tell you, I don't care what you drink. Nothing like a nice cold glass of water. So I do want to talk. Um, oh, oh! Before I talk Cowboys, I do want to talk about the Super Bowl and the Patriots and everything that I've been hearing. <laughs> so you know, I made my prediction that the Patriots will not make it to the Super Bowl next year. And man, you know, I'm in the minority on that one. I made the prediction that that Tom Brady is on the decline once and for all. No one's really arguing, but I think the difference is I don't think they're going to be good enough and he's going to be good enough to do it all over again. And whenever I go, everybody's saying they'll be surprised to see the Patriots back in, um, back as a number one seed and, you know, 11 and five, 12 and four record. And everybody's like on the Patriots bandwagon. And I'm not, um, but I, you know, I guess we'll find out, but, I'm going to stick by my guns. Um, you know, I think they've had a great run. But what I see up and coming, um, Brady wants to play till 45. Good for him. Um, Cowboys, we get the Patriots next year in Foxborough. So that'll be interesting. Um, you know, and, and who knows? I could be sitting right here doing the show again a year from now saying, okay, I guarantee you the Patriots are then. I mean, who knows? Um, I just feel pretty strongly that we've seen the best out of them and moving forward, you know, it's going to show in their play on the field that everybody feels differently. Everybody feels Bill Belichick is the God and, you know, look what he did to the powerful Rams offense. And I'm like, well, <laughs> Wade Phillips did a pretty good job holding Mr. Brady to 13 points as far as, you know, one touchdown and three field goals. But um, we will see free agency and the draft and all that is going to be very important 
for any team that's a contender to see what they do to address their needs. And I will do some more shows around that, looking at the free agency market. Um, you know, Dallas has, um, you know, got some superstars that need some, some attention. Top on that list, Demarcus Lawrence. And then there's, you know, Earl Thomas is out there now as a free agent. And he has been clear about wanting to come play for Dallas. So, you know, are they able to make that move or not? And we're going to have a draft coming up in April. Um, so it, 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 it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. Well, a few things about the Cowboys. Um, so Cooley had came out a couple of weeks ago and said that the front office in Dallas, um, you know, controls who gets the ball. You know, they have their agenda. And then I think, you know, I think I'm going to have Stephen Jones who commented back or was interviewed and they quoted it and put it out there, but he said, we don't have anything to do with those decisions. So I guess a, a day or two later, Cole says, no, um, you misunderstood. All teams do that. I don't have a problem with it, blah, blah, blah. So he backtracks. Um, at this point, I think Cole Beasley's done. He makes, what does he make, a little over $4 million. Um, I wouldn't keep him and pay him $4 million. He's a slot guy. The Patriots have shown that they can, you know, Wes Walker, Amendola, Julian Edelman, I don't even know who I'm missing, Dwayne Brown, Dwayne Brown, Troy Brown, I'm sorry. Um, you know, they show that you can change who the slot receiver is and still be competitive. You know, Ryan Switzer's out there somewhere. Dallas drafted him. I thought he was going to be the replacement, and then he's gone and went to Pittsburgh or somewhere he's out there, but he's not a cowboy. So, as far as I'm concerned, Cole Beasley, thank you for your service. Don't let the door pitch in the way up. Um, two rumors about Jason Garrett. And before I talk about Jason Garrett, it is important to note that Jason Garrett has uh, – well, so first he came on and said that there would be no changes in personnel, staff. Then I think it might have been Stephen Jones who was asked that later and said, well, we still have to evaluate that. And then afterwards, Jason kind of backtracked out of it. So we all knew he, stepped, he spoke out of turn, which is really sad, but it's the truth. So through all of this, Jerry Jones comes out after already saying that Garrett was going to get an extension, after already saying, um, if you don't re-sign him, who do you get? And is there, is there people out there right now better available? on the market better than Jason Garrett. And if I let Jason Garrett know, go, I know I'll get five offers for him. So, no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not done with Jason Garrett. So, I'm paraphrasing. This is what Donald Trump said. So, now the word is Garrett will not get an extension this offseason. He's pretty much playing for his job again, which he did several years ago, and he came out fine. Um, I don't know how he's going to come out now. I don't even know what the goal or the expectation is. But – um, man, you know, you know, do these things, and I lost my train of thought. Kaepernick, <laughs> not Kaepernick, I'm sorry, Jason Garrett. Yeah, I told you I lost my train of thought. Oh, yeah, so Garrett um, is not going to be extended until at the end of the season or fired. It's pretty clear the message is this is your last chance. So one of the rumors is Sean Payton, because of his past ties with Dallas, and the other rumor, Bob Stoops, 
has agreed to coach, I believe it's an AAFL team, uh, AAF team. And so, so I think there's some belief that maybe, you know, Jerry Jones is lining up stoops for next year. I don't know, theory. Um, how do I feel about Jason Garrett? I, I change, like, is this one I'm ambivalent on? I change it to weather. One day, I'm calling him a motherfucker. The next day, I'm like, he's my quarterback. I'm doing a whole T.O. That's my quarterback. That's my teammate, you know? Actually, y'all want to hear that? I mean, yeah. Well, let me see if I can find it because, um, let's see. Uh, bear with me, guys. There it is. Check this out. It's my quarterback. There you go. And then there's this. Hold on. Oh, Tony, you guys can point the finger at him. You, you can talk about the vacation. And if you do that, it's really unfair. It's really unfair. It's my team. It's my quarterback. And if you guys do that, man, it's unfair. We lost to the team. We lost as a team, man. It could be real frustrating if it's eight minutes. So I, I never understood why Teal cried over that. But anyway, I, I, I digress. I, I don't know about Jason Garrett. I, I, one day I feel like he's the answer. The next day I feel like let's move on. Um, I'm glad they got rid of Lenahan. Um, I'm not sold on Kellen Moore, but everyone else seems to be in the Dallas community. I'll ride the wave. I'm still not sold. Everybody wants to be like McVay, even Dallas. So I don't know. Um, I would have rather, if you're going to get rid of Lenahan, then you bring somebody in who's gotten experience developing quarterbacks and can maximize Dak. Um, and I don't know that that's Kellen Moore. Time will tell. That's where I'm at. Do I think Garrett should have been extended? I when you win the division and you win a playoff game, you're sending a message. However, you know, he's never gotten out of the divisional round. Uh, certainly no conference championship games and clearly no Super Bowls. Um, you know, he's had, what, eight or nine years to get something done. Now, we can go through the seasons and we can rationalize Romo was hurt this year. Um, Romo was hurt that year. Um, Zeke was suspended. Um, you know, we, we can go through and rationalize the, the seasons where Dallas underachieved. But, you know, at some point, you, you know, you, you want to think that your team can overcome these obstacles. You know, I mean, Patriots lost, you know, Josh Gordon, who seemed to be a mover and a shaker for them, and they went on and won a Super Bowl. You know, so at some point you want to think that your team – could sustain these losses, but Dallas hasn't been able to. You know, going back to the three eight and eight records in a row, where each it, I mean it's amazing that statistically this is a fact, but three eight and eight records in a row and each of those games went down to the last game of the year where Dallas had a chance for each of those games to win the game and thus win the division. You know, and when you do that, you win the division you're going in and you're getting a home game. And it didn't happen. So I think when I look at the totality of what Garrett's done, part of me is like, yeah, give him a chance. Uh, give him a chance to go find another team. <laughs> but when I look at 
the immediateness of where we're at. We've been in the playoffs three out of the last five years. We had a number one seed in 2017 when he was a rookie. Um, his poise, his leadership, his, that, his, that, that it thing that you can't really define or describe, but you know what it looks like when you see it. I see that in LeBron James. Did I say LeBron James? Good God Almighty. I got to tell you guys something. I've been up since 2 o'clock this morning. Um, I meant to say Dak Prescott. I've been up since 2 o'clock this morning. I had a wicked headache and could go back to sleep, so I'm not quite all there. Um, so please forgive me. Uh, Dak Prescott, not LeBron James. <laughs> uh, I don't know if LeBron has it, but Dak does. He's got that fighter mentality. And um, I don't know. Um, I guess we'll see what happens. I know I was talking about Garrett and should Garrett got an extension. I think I like what they did. I think I like the fact that um, and I like the fact that Garrett has to play and uh, has to produce this year to keep his job. I think I like that. And I think I like that it's, it's the understanding is that just going, just winning the division isn't going to be enough and just winning a playoff game isn't going to be enough. Um, I think Dallas should, the expectation should be with this team where we're in a position to bring back a lot of these players and maybe go out and enhance the roster here and there. I think the expectation should be at least a conference championship appearance, if not win. Like, it's time. You know, we're knocking on the door. It's time for us to kick that bitch down. Um, so I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. And no one will be harder on him than me, knowing that he's kind of a lame duck head coach, um, unless they start out 8-0 or something. Then. <laughs> My guess is if they start off on fire, here comes Jerry Jones with a briefcase full of money. <laughs> okay, um, 8-0, yeah, let's talk about your extension. And then, and then that, uh, um, Garrett might be, eh, hold on a second here. <laughs> I love the Cowboy organization, but maybe somebody else out there wants me and will pay me more. Like, it, it, that whole thing would be interesting. We'll see. Now I, I, I am um, I'm being a little crazy. Um, I don't know if I ever got to comment on this. I may have. If not, if I did, then I'm repeating myself. I apologize. But I watched an interview with Terrell Owens where he said that um, Goodell should have um, overturned the decision and allowed the game to resume, and and they played that last two minutes. And I just want to ask T.O. if he's been protested because that's not going to happen. And, you know, I agree with some of the pundits that say, hey, it's human error. You know, we, we want to be perfect, but we're going to make mistakes. So, you know, it's in order a replay of that game. Like, so, you know, like, like nothing. So, you know, the Rams were like, we're going to Super Bowl, we're going to Super Bowl, we're going to Super Bowl. Oh, hold on, like the election, right? Just hold on one second. I'm not conceding. Hold on. There's five votes out there that need to be counted, right? Um, so, I, I don't know. I don't know. Hey, you know what? I cracked myself. I cracked myself up. Um, I think that's about all I wanted to go over. I've got on my little list here the difference between picking and rooting. Uh, I think I felt frustrated with the fact that I picked – well, I changed my pick. At one point I picked the Patriots to win. I guess I should have stuck with that. But I was rooting for the Rams. And the difference is the pick is just a who do you think is going to win. There's no emotion. There should not be any emotion tied to the pick. All your emotion is tied to who you give your love to, right? So if I say the Patriots are going to win, but I want the Rams and I'm rooting for the Rams, then when I'm going crazy uh, during the Super Bowl, it's because the Rams just did something good or bad. And 
I would just say that there's a ah, forget it, I'm not gonna say that. Um deleted deleted that comment myself. Um all right, look, I've been on about forty minutes. I apologize. I'm I'm really having a hard time. I didn't realize how tired I was. I had a major headache last night and I woke up and I haven't been able to go back to sleep. I worked all day. I wanted to get a show in. I apologize. If if you I don't even know if I'm gonna to listen to this. Part of me just wants to kind of delete the show and, and do it again over the weekend. But I'm gonna let it stand. And if I if I said something erroneous, <laughs> if I uh, you know, if I said something wrong, uh, or, or I, you know, confused you. I apologize. I'll try not to. I'll try not to do this again. Um, but I plan on. I plan on doing regular shows until it gets really warm out, and then I'll. I'll take a, a specific amount of a break myself. And the guys will be back. You know, they're not going far. They'll be back. But um, yeah. So I think I'm gonna get on out of here. I hope you guys enjoyed some of my analysis. I'm gonna be doing some more. You know, I think I. I, I really want to dig into this free agency thing. You know, Demarcus Lawrence is out there. Uh, Earl Thomas is out there. Um, you know, Golden Tate is out there, and there's others. I want to get into that. I want to see what the fallout is to Kaepernick and the settlement. Uh, I want to keep my eye on the AAF and see if this entity can grow legs or not. Um, there are people that I respect that work for ESPN. As you know, I broadcast from Bristol, Connecticut. I could literally get out of my Get, leave my house right now, drive to ESPN, and I'm there in under 10 minutes. It's, it's relatively, uh, maybe about 10 minutes. Depends on how many lights, but it's in the same time. And I know people there that have come out and said, don't underestimate this league. So, so maybe there's more to it. Um, so I'm going to keep my eye on that as well. And, yeah, I guess that about covers it. So, listen, it's Friday night. It's 4.55 Eastern time. Um, I'm hearing, at least if you're out here in the East Coast or Northeast, it's going to be a great weekend, so enjoy your weekend. Uh, NBA All-Star Game this weekend, a lot going on in the NBA. Might do a show on that at some point. Um, I, I will touch on this one thing. Can we please stop with the Kobe, I'm sorry, well, I guess him too, but Michael Jordan versus LeBron James discussions. Now they're now on one of the shows, well, if LeBron owns a team, would he be a better businessman than Michael Jordan? And someone said, yeah, he would be. And they start talking about all the mistakes he made. Michael makes mistakes because he's not afraid to risk. LeBron seems a little more risky, so I, I don't know that. Um, so anyway, uh, yeah, a lot going on in basketball. We may touch on that as well. So listen, I'm going to get on out of here. I need some rest. Hope everybody has a great weekend. Hope you enjoyed, you know, 45 minutes of Commissioner T, kind of going on a Commissioner T rant. Um, I may come back uh, over the next few days and do this again, but be a little more coherent. So have a good weekend. Have a good Friday. And always remember our motto, all future settled on the field. Talk soon. Good night, everybody.
step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.